This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by two brilliant guests who are going to talk to us about private equity investment in the aesthetic businesses, aesthetic area. Uh, we, We have with us Jordan Nelson, the Vice President of Transaction Services at BSM Consulting. We've also got with us Glenn Morley, Senior Consultant, Specializing in Aesthetics at BSM Consulting, too. Before we get started and talk about all the things that are going on in the aesthetic businesses and private equity investing in those, med spas, all kinds of things, Durham, et cetera, et cetera, but let me ask Jordan and Glenn to take one moment to each introduce yourselves. Jordan, do you want to start and ask Glenn to do so too? Yeah, happy to. Uh, Jordan Nelson, so as you mentioned, uh, I'm the Vice President of Transaction Services, which for this audience means really the kind of the lead of our M&A division, M&A advisory division within BSM Consulting. Um, my background is primarily investment banking, uh, but I did take a kind of a six-year stint on the buy side uh, in healthcare, and then I'm back on the sell side now uh, leading the team at BSM. Fantastic. And Glenn, can I get you to introduce yourself too? Sure. This is Glenn Morley. Um, I am a senior consultant in the medical aesthetic division at BSM Consulting, and I've worked in this this arena, in the medical aesthetics arena, uh, for since about 2003. And um, my work with investors typically um, occurs when I assist with pre-acquisition due diligence, um, or post-acquisition um, integration. And so I spend most of my time talking about um, strategic planning, business development, um, and um, now more frequently consolidations. Thank you very, very much. Jordan, let me start with you. Can, can you give us a brief overview of what you experienced in the aesthetic space in the last few years? What are you seeing in the aesthetic space? Sure. So I kind of break the aesthetic space into maybe three subcategories. There's your traditional dermatology, or we call it medical derm, cosmetic derm, I would lump into there sort of, plastic surgery, uh, you know, traditional surgical cases, and then there's non-surgical or med spa, as we call it. So historically, dermatology has had a lot of maturity in that space, specifically on the medical derm, and more so now on the cosmetic derm. But a lot of the momentum that we've seen recently, and I would say recently as the last three, four years, has been within non-surgical and medical spas. So independent medical spas that are not necessarily attached to a dermatology practice or a, a plastic surgery practice. Of course, both those types of practices also affiliate with med spas. But a lot of these independent med spas have begun to become platforms, get major investment from very serious and significant private equity backers. And so I would say, you know, about, you know, three years ago, you might've been able to count, you know, 10 or so investors that were interested in the med spa space. And fast forward to today, I think, you know, we deal with probably two dozen or so that are, you know, pure play med spa platforms, or at least uh, investors that are looking to make investments in platforms. So call it 24 platforms and probably another seven or eight that we know of that are interested in making investments in the, in the space. So it's gotten a lot of attention 
very rapidly over the last couple of years. We're starting to see that happen as well with plastic surgery. So, you know, a year or two ago, there might have been one or two investors that are that were interested in independent plastic surgery practices. Depending on how you count it, I'm looking at about, you know, between 10 and 12 plastic surgery platforms. And these are, again, uh, private equity backed, you know, real investor backed uh, platforms that are looking to make acquisitions and do consolidation. So it's just expanded quite rapidly in the last handful of years. Thank you. We talk about dermatology spaces, plastic surgery, med spas. Talk a little bit about why investors are finding so much interest in these areas. Well, I, I, I mean, I think it's all just because of the there's opportunities for consolidation, right? It's highly fragmented. Um, all of these, all of these specialties also have a significant portion of payer diversity, right? So you've got on the medical Durham, obviously there's insurance reimbursement, but it's very easily paired with cosmetic Durham, which allows you to have a cash pay customer, which is um, kind of the best of both worlds, right? You got highly repetitive repeat clients or patients that are coming for the medical side and, and also on the cosmetic side, plastic surgery, I would say probably a little less repetitive in terms of uh, recurring patients, but uh, st very strong brands often, and also very high margin services. Uh, also, typically cash pay. I mean, there's obviously there is a an insurance uh, reimbursement to some of the plastic surgery and in the, in the uh, more on the reconstruction side, but um, the large majority of it is is cash pay, and those margins are uh, very interesting and exciting to investors. And then on the med spa side, I think it's that one in particular, um, there's a lot of maturity that needs to happen in the space and a lot of consolidation. It just, uh, you know, kind of sky's the limit in terms of opportunity because there are a lot of practices out there, a lot of sophistication that needs to be created. Uh, and so there, we've just seen a lot of people jump into that space and, and find it exciting. And the margins can be also very good and, and the repeat customer base is also very good. And, and Glenn, let me turn to you for a few moments. Talk a bit about when investors start to invest in aesthetic businesses, whether derm, plastics, med spa, what are some things that a, a newer investor in these areas might not be as familiar with or, or issues that they may be grappling with? Uh, well, I'll, I'll focus more on uh, cosmetic dermatology, plastic surgery, and med spa, if you don't mind because general dermatology or medical dermatology is a different animal in this space. Um, but for those three specialties or subspecialties, I think investors are finding out in real time how nuanced these um, businesses are. They're, as Jordan shared, by and large, unsophisticated from a business standpoint. And so investors are learning about the nuances, you know, what plays into repeat um, business, what are the key metrics that are critical to understand. And uh, so I, I think that that is really, you know, kind of where we are. Um, there are some platforms that have been in existence uh, for longer than others. And I think that they're finding that some of their earlier investments may not have been as um, as helpful to the platform um, as 
later investments, you know, as they learned the market. Glenn and I have talked about this a little bit that, you know, people have jumped into the space and kind of seen the opportunity, but there's not a ton of uh, executive leadership or, or kind of tenured seasoned executive leadership that you can pull out of other industries and plug into these industries. So it's been challenging to find great CEOs, CFOs, you know, operations folks that can just plug into these platforms, but they're learning rapidly and they're starting to get really, really smart. I think what people are learning is these businesses, as small as they are often, uh, they have very nice margins, very, you know, good repeat customers. And those things can hide, you know, sometimes what I call multitude of sins, right? These high margins and, but the underlying kind of operations of some of these businesses are really um, mom and pop, you know, really kind of not sophisticated, no data to back it up. Um, and, and, and so putting in those systems and understanding how, how they can rely on data going forward is really critical. And we're seeing executive teams start to figure that out and start figure out how, where they're finding problems uh, in the diligence phase. And Glenn helps out with that quite a bit is pretty critical to making sure that they're, these platforms uh, are bringing on good add-ons rather than uh, folks that are going to detract because there's so much, these are so small and culture is so different at each location. We don't want that changes in culture and, and diversity of culture to, to really throw the platform off off track. And we've seen that in a couple of uh, instances here. Yeah, and and Scott, I'll also add that you know that the early wins are so important, and we're seeing a lot of investors start to develop a system to identify what is an early win. Where can you look for an early win from a financial standpoint? You know what what's a three month um, early win? What, what might be six months or nine months, so on and so forth. Thank you, and and take a moment on, on what are some challenges as people try and consolidate as, as funds and platforms try and consolidate the space, what are things that we might be seeing or challenges they might expect? I think a lot of the cosmetic world has viewed itself as being outside of the rules of compliance. And so, you know, that's a challenge because these are medical services by and large. And uh, so, Investors, platforms are learning how to help their broader teams embrace compliance, understand compliance, and work successfully in a compliance-driven atmosphere. Identifying key metrics is another challenge that a lot of investors are, are sort of struggling to wrap their arms around because, as Jordan shared earlier, this is not necessarily um, always a highly sophisticated acquisition. And so um, helping um, operators understand the key metrics and embrace those and um, help them learn how to leverage the business practices that are being brought to them by platforms um, can be somewhat of a challenge. But I think that that the more advanced platforms or the earlier investors have started to figure that out. And I'm seeing some good traction from those early investments. Thank you. So a lot around putting cultures together, compliance together, key metrics, starting to operate more as an advanced institutional business versus a mom and pop shop. 
thank you very, very much. And let me ask you both this question. BSM has got this fantastic long-term reputation in the aesthetic space and a couple other spaces. Where can BSM, VMG, add value? Where, where do you see yourselves adding the most value and be the most helpful to investors or operators? Can you give us a sense of that? And, and let me ask both of you to comment on that, Jordan and Glenn. Jordan, why don't you start there? Yeah. So the services I provide, you know, I'm primarily being engaged by practice owners to sell their business, right? I'm a sell-side advisor. So when it comes to private equity, you know, developing a relationship with us, we can help you add deal flow to, you know, your proprietary deals. You know, obviously we're going to, we're going to be advising on, you know, shopped processes. So, you know, we're, we're doing a traditional uh, sell side process, but we, we get a lot, we see a lot of assets and we have a very good pipeline. So I think it would be beneficial for folks that are serious about doing deals to work with us and we can help them figure out the geographies that they're focused on and, and we can help them find what they're looking for, basically. And again, you folks have lived in this space of so a great sense of who's operating it, who's playing in it, who, who is right. everybody, which is fantastic. Glenn, let me ask you to follow up on that. Sure. I think one of the places that we offer a lot of expertise and experiences in financial operations, and we work from, you know, sort of a starting place of understanding the financial benchmark and KPIs in the medical aesthetic space. We manage and maintain a productivity and efficiency benchmark for over 20 years. And so we are keen on helping practices develop the discipline to benchmark internally and then compare to external benchmarks and continually challenge their systems so that they are getting the most out of their investments. We also have spent a lot of time in leadership development. Uh, Jordan um, communicated a little bit earlier about the, the interest that we've seen from clients and getting our support um, in developing their leadership team. So we do recruitment at the COO, CEO, CFO level, um, executive directors, regional managers, and we're often helping support those teams even as they're forming. Um, and then through um, expansion and integration of acquisitions, we do a lot of pre-acquisition due diligence um, and we understand the space. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, two brilliant experts in the aesthetics space and, and, and in some other spaces as well, but really a tremendous focus on aesthetics, both Jordan Nelson and Glenn Morley, I, I want to thank both of you for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity Podcast, as well as, as the work in thanking BSM VMG Health for the work that you all do. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just a pleasure to learn more about the, the sort of aesthetic space, which, you know, you, you folks broadly break down into dermatology, plastic surgery, and then MedSpot, and, and fascinating to see the mix of businesses in the space. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity Podcast. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you.